Hi friends, welcome to Itty Britty Sex Talks. I'm Brady. And I'm Johnny. And we are here working out your kinks. So we are, uh, we kind of figured out our roles on this episode. I'm super stoked. Uh, Johnny really likes to, we figured out, Johnny really likes to dig into the history. And um, I'm kind of like the, okay, well, where, where do I find this information, you know, tips on doing stuff, things like that. What communities can I get into to, to, do, to do these things? Yeah, like the present states of the communities and where things are at now. Mm-hmm. I think that's it's pretty neat that we're, you know, finding this structure and um, how things are going. Uh, Brittany, do you want to tell us about why you wanted to do a podcast like this? Yeah, so um, I, in high school, me and my girlfriend used to watch uh, Dr. Ruth late at night down in her basement, Um, and it was just kind of one of those things. Dr. Ruth really kind of opened up my eyes to, like, you know, kinks, and and everybody's different, and it's okay to like different things, um, quotations, taboo things, or things that aren't normal. Um, I was raised Catholic, so, like, sex wasn't, like, even talked about. Um, so my sexual education was pretty much me educating myself. And what I wanted with Itty Britty Sex Talks was to be able to educate um, people or vanilla people as, as we call them, um, just to let them know that it's okay to, you know, branch out. Or if you want to be vanilla, that's okay too. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Yeah, just you gotta be able to explore your boundaries and find out uh, what you like, and there's nothing wrong with that. Right, but you also need to be accepting of others that have different preferences, kinks than you. Absolutely, I think that's a big thing. Learning to accept the the wide spectrum of the human sexuality. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's very very broad and it's very uh, complicated. Yeah. So I really dug into this, uh, I think it was two years ago, I started Itty Britty Sex Talks on uh, Snapchat, and then I started a Facebook group, and still pretty much just my close friends, but if you can find it on Facebook, feel free to join us, because we are more than happy to welcome new people, we've got questions, you know, we have an anonymous inbox that you can inbox us, and, and when we get it on our end, all it tells us is the date and time that you had sent that question, we have no names or anything, so... Um, we're picking out a question every every episode to to answer so i'm excited about that like people get to hear not just see me typing on the computer what the you know answer to their question is but actually hear us talk it out and work it out you know and stuff Abs- like that absolutely yeah we do have a question that we will answer on uh, later in the podcast mm-hmm. um the meat and potatoes of these episodes though we'll be going over different paraphilias or kinks and um our subject today is agalmatophilia it's uh, Greek, as most of these paraphilias are categorized. Um, Agalma is statue, and philia, of course, is love. Mm-hmm. And uh, do you want to tell us what this agalma to philia is about? Yes. And uh, before I do this definition, you guys, please keep in mind, I slaughter the English language. Um, I'm not very good at reading out loud, so <laughs> bear with me. <laughs> this will be an ongoing thing. I hate reading out loud. <laughs> but here we are doing a podcast. <laughs> so you said it, agalmatophilia? Yeah, you nailed it. Yes. Taken two <laughs> weeks, you guys. <laughs> um, it's a paraphilia involving sexual attraction to a statue, doll, mannequin, or other similar figurative objects. Object. The attraction may include a desire for 
actual sexual contact with the object, a fantasy of having sexual or non-sexual encounters with the animate or inanimate instance of the preferred object, um, the act of watching encounters between such objects, or sexual pleasure gained from thoughts of being transformed or transforming another into the preferred object. Um, now, reading that definition, I just realized that we didn't do anything on uh, the act of watching encounters between such objects. And that didn't even cross my mind to look into. Yeah, well, I mean, it's not like, uh, I mean, I guess, well, in today's world, this, I think this subject mostly covers sex robots and how far they've come. So maybe you could probably watch some sex robots get it on. Yeah. But, oh, I mean, shit, yeah. The, um, like, statues... Maybe if they were carved in a in a like mid coitus kind of position, yeah, like that might be something that makes sense. Know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. And then there's also the aspect of being transformed or transforming another into the preferred object, which we didn't do a lot of research into, but um, you know, it kind of reminds me of like the the people who get so much plastic surgery that they resemble the body the 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 Barbie doll, and right? The Ken dolls. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And I think it also goes into some of that latex and rubber play, like those full body suits kind of thing. Yeah. I think that uh, is probably covered by this paraphilia as well. Um, but it's been around for a long time. Uh, it was first mentioned in the Roman poet Ovid, his book called Metamorphosis. It, uh, 8 AD was when it was written and published. <clears throat> and in that story, Pygmalion... Uh, was this king, he was a sculptor, he uh, didn't like women because uh, he, there was an instance where he saw some, some women, uh, some loose women of the night working, and it, it kind of turned him off from women, so he isolated himself in his work and made this perfect sculpture of a woman that he fell in love with, and at one point, um, Aphrodite brought it life, brought it to life for him. And they lived happily ever after. Aww. Yep. Cute. Yeah, ain't that nice? That's really nice. Yep. And um, so after that, you really don't see a whole lot of this um, thing, this this kink mentioned until about 1877, where this gardener was caught attempting cordis with a statue of the Venus de Milo, which is a really old Greek statue um, of this beautiful woman, and, I mean, if you saw it, you would recognize it. Right, John actually had to show me a picture of the, uh, of the statue, and I was like, oh, shit, everybody, everybody knows that. Yeah. Everybody knows that statue. Like, it's in hi every fucking high school history book, you know, it's just, you just know, you know it. Yeah, she's, so, she's hot. She is hot. I mean, yeah, um, I always find it interesting, like, how, uh, you notice, like, the sculptors and stuff at that time, the... The statues are all kind of like similar. It's like, I don't know, maybe maybe that's just me, but in history book wise. Yeah, well, I think there's always been that, um, you know, the preferred or what you think beauty should be. Right. Oh, standards. Standards. Yes, standards. the beauty standard. Yeah. And I mean, we're still dealing that with today. Even yeah. Though I think we've made a lot of progress. Um, as far as accepting all the different body types and sizes. Right, and we're actually going to kind of get into that um, objectifying of women and sex dolls a little bit later here. It is. I think it's definitely one of the stigmas of this paraphilia. Um, there's, like, people who are completely against the idea of these sex robots being so far advanced 
because they believe that it's furthering the object objectification of women or um, even males and you know the uh, I don't know it it's problematic to him right and you know what let's just talk about it now I don't agree with it being um, like furthering the objectification of, of, of women or, or males for that matter because you have the the um, kink community um, the sex doll community is so small compared to every you know everything else in life right Mm-hmm. But you have TV standards, you have actress standards, actor standards, um, I mean, shit, on, you know, YouTube, Instagram, yada, yada, yada. You have this set idea of what a woman should look like, and all these dolls are representing is what society says they should look like. Yeah, because um, in your research, didn't you, you uh, mentioned that you don't see a lot of plus-size dolls. Right. I mean, you could find them if you wanted to. I'm 100% sure on that. But me looking into this on the the major sites, and I'll list them later, was there's a standard for a sex doll. Either big tits or small tits. That was kind of the, you know, not Mm -hmm. really any Cs in betweens. Um, A small waist and a big butt. That's the standard. And that's what we see on TV. That's what we see on Facebook. That's what we see on YouTube. You know, like that is porn. Fuck, for fuck's sake. You get on Pornhub, what's that first, what's the preview screen? You know, your first screen on there. Blonde hair, big tits, small waist, big ass. Yep, until you've spent some time uh, browsing certain videos. Then they'll suggest stuff to you if you're into uh, plus-size people. Right, right. So, I mean, that's just that's just the way it is. And I don't think that sex dolls are objectifying women at all. It's just, that that's the way it is, guys. That's it. Yep. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and I am definitely not that type of person. So, and it is what it is. It's it's hard for women to, to accept who they are when they don't look like that. Yep, and, and again, but I think we've made a lot of progress as a society, or maybe in this country, mm-hmm. that um, accepting the different types and body sizes. For sure, yeah. You know, yep. it, it takes all kinds, and, uh, mm-hmm. you know. Yep. So, Sorry. Okay, back on track, guys. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> moving along with the, with the history aspect of this, um, in the 11th and 12th century, there was these naked women carved into the sides of English and Irish churches. They were called Sheila Nagigs, which is a good song by P.J. Harvey, by the way. <laughs> um, but they had these big, exaggerated vulvas on them, and they were said to give um, healing powers to anyone who caressed them. But that's more like a, a deity kind of protection thing. It's I don't think that really falls into the agamatophilia. So spectrum. you you touched a vagina. And you got healing powers yep, to could, like heal fix, sick family members, or was it just for you, you to you heal were, yourself? You were granted the healing powers. That must have had a lot of magicians back then. Oh yeah, yeah, magic was really big back then. I wonder if witchcraft was after touching vaginas. Well, it, it's funny, you know, like it definitely seems kind of witchy and magicy, but it was done by the churches, and <laughs> so I mean if. I'd, but to be honest, I'd prefer that these priests were touching these uh, statues rather than little boys. Agreed. One hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, so uh, and then, but like I said, that's not really people weren't really in love with these things. It was there was a purpose to it. Right. Right. Okay. So that kind of doesn't. I mean, it's a super awesome, interesting fact, but I guess it doesn't really like fall into the, the what we're the doing subject. here. Yeah. 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 But um, 
in the 15th century, there were stories of the sailors and their um, dames de voyage, is what the French called them. Spanish was dama de vigne, and the Germans called them Siemens brat. The Germans called them Siemens brat. Siemens brat. So, like, could we, like, semen catcher? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Welcome to my sub. It is long and hard and full of semen. <laughs> But uh, these <laughs> these sex dolls were made out of cloth and leather. Okay. You know, and these guys were on this on the high seas for a long time, so it helped them get, you know, helped them pass the time. Right. Okay. Okay. And uh, I'm sure there were some who really fell in love with these things. Others were just like, yeah, I just need somewhere somewhere to dump my load. I have a feeling it was it was probably more along the lines of I need somewhere to dump my load. Or somebody that I could talk to in my chambers without, like, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, like, for sure. Because I am pretty sure they were screwing each other. Sorry, guys, but, I mean, you're on a boat along, you know what I mean? With, oh, like, yeah. so many just dudes, you know? Can't imagine if a poor woman was stuck on that ship. Yeah. <laughs> and then one uh, unsavory thing to think about is the... The hygiene of keeping oh these gosh. toys clean yeah, on, okay. on a boat. Yeah, so we'll get into that a little bit later, too. Like, hygiene is a huge thing, and I can't even imagine how disgusting those were. Yeah, because... you don't have... I can't imagine, like, waiting in line with your sex doll on the boat trying to wash it off. They didn't even probably have sinks or anything back then. Oh, you know no, what I mean? No. Like, no I mean, running water. And, <laughs> I mean, cleaning out a fleshlight is... Hard, Hard enough. enough, yeah, yeah. In the twentieth, twenty-first century, I mean, geez. Um, but these uh, sailors, when they started going to Japan, it was mostly Dutch. They were selling these um, these toys to the Japanese, and some of them were in the shapes of women, and others were just kind of pillows with holes in them. But the Japanese refined them a little bit. They started using better material, like yeah. um, tortoise shell. Um, finer cloths like velvet and stuff. So somebody, there you go. Somebody was like crafty enough to be like, hey, you know what? I can make some money off of this shit. Oh, yeah. And like, why not? Oh, yeah. I mean, there's always, when there's a buck to be made, someone's going to exploit that. I wonder if like the first dude who was like selling these sex dolls, it was like uh, like taboo almost. And he had to kind of like keep it like on the black market or it was just like out there. Yeah, you will see. I mean... So when after latex was invented in the twenties, uh, the nineteen twenties, you really didn't see these things in more like in brochures until like the seventies or eighties, and even then they were advertised in like seedier magazines and stuff. Right, right. Um, even okay. as early as nineteen oh four, in a book or a magazine called The Misfits of Paris, there were ads for the for inflatable sex dolls, and they were made out of rubber and plastics. So it was just before latex was invented. Um, in the 20s was when it was invented. And latex was basically the big thing um, for blow-up dolls after that. They really okay. started... That was basically the um, the mainstay for these blow-up dolls for a long time. So, like, in the early 1900s, we're looking at, like, sex dolls are evolving from... I mean, like, uh, to latex. Yes. Okay. Yep. And there's the... There's a popular rumor that... It was Hitler and the, and Nazi Germany that invented the sex dolls, the the blow up doll, because uh, they didn't want German uh, soldiers sleeping with the French anymore because there was um, problems with syphilis over there. But okay. there's there's no real hard evidence for it, so you can't really claim that as fact. 
especially when we have um, evidence, we found evidence of blow-up dolls before this. Right, right. The Yeah, like I said, in 1904, the, the ones that were advertised in this magazine were called a homunculus. That's so manly. That is not <laughs> a pretty name. <laughs> it's like, it's like, it reminds me of like Hercules, like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, and I'm pretty sure homunculus is a creature type in Magic the Gathering. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody fact-checked us. No. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, they were, they could, they were out there. And um, in the 70s and 80s, you started, they were able to be ordered from brochures a bit more. Um, in the 80s, a British company named Sex Objects Limited created a sex robot. It was named 36C. Now, hmm. do you have any idea what that name is about? Weird. Could it be breast size? Nailed it. What? Yep. Ugh, whoever invented the sizing of breasts was a fucking idiot. <laughs> you probably haven't had the troubles of trying to find a bra that fits correctly. Well, no, and I'm pretty sure it was a man who, who must have invented these sizes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would assume so. I don't know that for a fact, but um, it's bullshit. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> and as far as uh, like measuring like penis size and stuff, I'm glad that we're going with the imperial system and not the metric. <laughs> Even though the metric when is the is metric make you sound like bigger. Well, not I when you really go when you difference. go millimeters. Like, well, maybe like millimeters one thousand millimeters or something. Yeah, compared I, to like six inches. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, so yeah, the, that robot 36C had a 16-bit processor and a voice synthesizer that would respond to some speech and button inputs. In the 80s? In the 80s. What? And I couldn't really find much images on it, so I didn't I didn't know like what kind of uh, orifices this sex robot had for you to right? use. But I like the idea that it um, it had a voice synthesizer, so it'd yeah. be like. Oh, yeah, you like that, don't you? <laughs> like Stephen Hawking kind of shit. Um, but now that... Uh, in 1995, the first realistic sex doll was on the market. Um, it was made with a lot of um, silicone flesh, the PVC skeleton, steel joints. And the guy who made that uh, went on to start the company Real Dolls. Okay, okay. And that now, guy. Yeah, and now that we have these, um, like, the sex robots, it's like the, it almost made the blow-up doll obsolete, and um, they're almost like a gag gift anymore. You can get sheep blow-up dolls. Right, right. Celebrity ones. Yeah, yeah. Bridget the Midget. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, and I don't know who that is, which is really sad. I gotta, I gotta do some searching here. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll jump on Pornhub and I'll show you Bridget the Midget. All right. <laughs> I think she was actually in the news a few years ago. She stabbed one of her boyfriends. Shut up! I'm serious. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes! That's so yeah. cool. Sorry, guys. Don't stab people, but I love hearing weird shit like that. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty, pretty, pretty messed up. But, um, yeah, so that brings us up to, like, pretty much modern times with these robots. I mean, they've really come a long way. Mm -hmm. with some of these options that you can get. Uh, and you did uh, quite a bit of research into where they're at now, where you can get them, and yeah. what's up with that. Yeah, so um, my research was, all right, hey, I want a sex doll. Where am I going to get it? What lube do I need? 
And um, how what what's the cleanup like? Is it even worth it? Yeah. Like, Who is needs it cleanup glue? so long? Spit on it. <laughs> Don't do that. Um, <laughs> I mean, whatever. Do your thing. But <laughs> <laughs> so I started off with the obvious thing when you re- when you Google sex dolls, the first thing that pops up is realdoll.com. Johnny had kind of mentioned that a little bit. Um, here's my thing with that. Um, this dude has made so much fucking money that I'm one of those people that was like, I'm not going to give like a multi-million billion dollar person like my money. I'm going to go find someone that deserves it more, Mm -hmm. you know, could use it better. So I didn't do much on realdolls.com or realdoll.com, but here is what I found for you guys. You can customize your dolls. Um, price wise, we're looking at $6,500. Woo. Yeah, yeah. This isn't. This is a. This is an investment. But if you take care of your investment, it's gonna last a long time. So along with customizing your dolls, when you first make your doll, you have a couple options. You can do magnetic faces, where you can change out their faces. Whoa! What? So you like peel the face off? Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, it's like a face off. Like fucking Leatherface from Texas Chainsaw yeah. Massacre. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You can change the faces. Um, the other option is you can do full heads too, but if you do the full head option and you want to change heads, you have to purchase a head kit. It sounded like too much fucking work for me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and you know, it, the detachable head aspect's really cool if you have that fetish of, um, like face fucking a, uh, decapitated head. Yeah, I guess. Just throwing that, that out there. That's, that's, Just, you know. Yeah, I'm sure it's a thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, Not that I'm into that or anything. <laughs> so, um, with the magnetic faces, you're looking at about on realdoll.com. You're looking at about um, starting at like 800 bucks um, uh, for the for the magnetic faces. Oh, okay. So another option they had, they did not have, from what I saw, any um, um, male dolls. And I will say that I got a little frustrated with this site because. The site has, it took so long to load because there's so many graphics and so much shit that mm-hmm. I was like sitting on my, on my laptop, like for like a minute. Maybe I got slow internet, but this is the longest thing. And I was like, okay, I'm fucking over this. Let's get on the site and get off. So, um, I didn't see any male dolls, but they have something called a real cock too. And it was a very realistic, I thought it was a dildo, but looking further into it, I'm pretty sure it's a strap on. Okay, for the robot or for people? I think it could go both ways. Okay. Um, but okay, so here's the thing: how are you gonna get the robots to be? Oh, I guess you could sit on the robot because I'm like thinking mm-hmm. of thrusting, right? Right. But you could you could totally sit on the robot, duh. And they they do have some <laughs> of those uh like they can move. Yeah. They can move their hips in sultry ways. A, a bit, but I don't think it would be like enough to like, I don't know. Yeah. You might have to just get the good old-fashioned fuck machine. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Mm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so the real cock twos, we're looking at about $500 a piece, which I've bought a lot of stuff, and for me, that is a bit out of my price range. Then again, though, I'm cheap, so I don't know. Right. Now, can I ask you if... Uh... Would you would you have sex with a doll with with a robot? Me? Yeah. Yeah, probably. I think I would too. I mean, I would try it. But would you buy one and own one? 
Well, I mean, where else are you going to do it? You don't want to use somebody else's. You can't, like... You ready for a fun fact? Oh, God, Because there yuck. are no. stores where you can rent them. Gross. They don't really call them brothels, but, like, in 2018, there was the, the some guy tried opening one up in Austin, and the city freaked out and shut it down. That's disgusting. Well, you got to clean them. Well, yeah, you got to clean them, but how well are they cleaning them? I'm sure they have some standards. I don't know, because I don't think there would be, like set standards for that type of thing and they might be as clean as they come but i'm not going to all right that's like um no i don't think no i don't think i would just buy one and then if i didn't like it i would get rid of it just toss it in the garbage no i wouldn't toss it in the garbage (laughs) i would just have it hang out with me in bed warm bodies no <laughs> right for those long nights that i'm up playing video games yeah yeah just, <laughs> just have my snuggled off <laughs> pull them out of the closet ew <laughs> so um we have another one i found was californiadolls.com so we have a couple options here this was my guys what i looked into californiadolls.com was my uh the funnest website I found. Okay. And I feel really bad because I, like, I don't feel bad, but I'm like really like promoting these websites. But it yeah. is what it is. You, you got a lot of consumer information here. Yeah. I'm a consumer. Um, <laughs> so the cheapest thing I found on the women's side was it's half a body. It's only the upper body. Her name is Misty. She was $495. So she had... An oral, like a, a open mm-hmm. mouth and stuff. She had the tits. You could, you know, squeeze and fuck and stuff like that. Um, I was impressed, you know. Um, but my favorite was Android Kelly. And that's her name. Android Kelly. Android Kelly. She was $4,800. I'm going to tell you guys, like, I get so excited talking about this. So please bear with me. Because <laughs> I was like, what? Um... Her brain works without a smartphone or other device, so you don't have to be on your phone while you're conversating with her or anything like that. This is some super AI shit. So her first language is English, but she'll translate languages also. Um, She'll report the weather and forecast for you. Uh, She can do math equations, and she will tell jokes and stories. Wow. Yeah. So this is something you could have in your home that, like, you... I understand why people get so attached because it's like a person there. It, um, well, yeah. It's like an Alexa. It's well, like a, yeah, you know what I mean? It's like an Alexa was, you can fuck. I was just thinking you know? that too because um, a lot of people are pretty attached to their uh, their Amazon Echoes and their yeah the, those devices alone. And then yeah. when you can have sex with one of them, I can definitely see an attachment growing. Mm-hmm. And on the subject of like some of this advanced, more advanced AI and stuff, I think there's one doll... That's very uh, advanced, and I heard that it was granted citizenship in Saudi Arabia. Right, you showed me that. That's freaking crazy. That is crazy. <laughs> yeah. A doll probably has more rights than most of the women in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> probably. So, Android Kelly, what does she do? Also, she moves her eyes and she blinks. She'll tilt her head and look at you. Um, she has multiple touch sensors, so she reacts to touches and actions. Wow. So when you touch her leg, she'll react to you. Or when mm-hmm. you stroke her hair, she'll react to you. Which is, I mean, guys, it's like a, it's like a chick. Does she, you know? um, does she get mad at you when you don't take out the garbage? No, that's the best part. No fucking <laughs> nagging. <laughs> she doesn't care how stinky your house is. <laughs> or whether you flush the toilet or not. 
Um, <laughs> so this is one of the coolest things, you guys. She has internal heating. So you can heat her up to a normal body temperature. Wow. So while you're having your fun with her or while you're sleeping next to her and stuff, she feels like, um, like, like a, like a chick. She feels like a person. You know what I mean? She, um, I think that's fucking awesome. That's pretty cool. Do they, do you know if they have like a, um, a self lubricating, uh, feature on them? Um, like a little tank of lube you fill up on her back and... So I didn't get into that, but um, I did Google not too long ago because um, I, I Googled it while we were sitting here starting the podcast. Oh, cool. Like, Shit, I forgot to look it up. They do have self-lubricating sex dolls. Oh, cool. That's a thing. Um, I didn't, obviously, I just looked it up. Sorry, guys. So I can do some more research. We can hit that up next episode or whatever. Um, and um, there's also the aspect that with the self-warming, you could probably turn the heating feature off if you want a, a cold one. Yeah. Crack yeah. open a cold if one with the boys. If you're into a bit of necrophilia, yeah, go for it. Could be a healthy output. So yeah. You're not Robin Graves. Yeah, Ed Gein. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so um, she has an automatic automatic upgrading system. So she grows in intelligence, you guys, as you have her. Um, she has realistic sex moans. Um, so what comes with her? Uh, just basic shit. You know, a charger, body heating cable. The coolest thing I found is that you can buy Android Kelly on payments. We're looking at $130 a month with 9.9 APR. <laughs> That's <laughs> and great. I'm a number person, so I was, like, super fucking stoked to see that you could, like, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you don't have $4,800 to throw out, shit, put her on payments. Yeah. So, I thought that was cool. Um... And that's so that, it. That would for create Android a Kelly. that would create a market for sex doll repo men if you got behind on payments. <gasps> oh my gosh, gross! What do you a think we could do job. that? Oh my gosh! What a job! You have to sneak in, kidnap them. I would feel like I was kidnapping a real person. Oh my gosh, because they're so loved. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I would feel like I was kidnapping a real person if I was a sex doll repo person. Well, I mean. A relationship with a real person is a bit more expensive than what one hundred and thirty bucks a month. I think we're being I mean, a little if, insensitive if, though, if, calling like the difference between a real person and a doll because a lot of these people, these are real people. To them, yeah, but I mean, at the same time, we're 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 still just trying to have a little bit of fun here. Yeah, okay. and You're um, right. because they're like look, what I did when I was looking into the community aspect of it a little bit. There, um, there's websites where you know, they talk about it like, oh, the, the struggle of man, you know, trying to find the, the perfect women and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And again, like I me- we mentioned earlier, there's there's people who think this is going to destroy the fabric of society. Right. Because of this, which they I think is... They should fucking be working on something better than sex dolls. Yeah. I mean, hey. We got bigger it, problems. It, yeah, it's whatever. <laughs> but you see it in, um, you see it in Hollywood. There's lots of movies um, about this, like, um, the Stepford Wives, which was, came out in 1975. I really liked, um, AI. AI was, it was a good that one. That was one of my favorites. Yeah, Ex Machina was, is a Ooh, really good one. Oh, that was a good one, too. Yeah. Um, Lars and the Real Girl. Oh, I love Ryan Gosling. Uh, Mannequin, <laughs> 1987, which is a pretty cutesy movie. Yeah. Uh, Grandier Nature, 1974, I haven't seen it, and I'm pretty sure it's form, uh, foreign, 
but this dude falls in love with a mannequin, and I don't, I don't think this one really comes alive. Wasn't wasn't Weird Science kind of like that too? I thought it was because they brought back a chick, right? Yeah, but then she like make a machine and she like shot out of the computer and they. Had... Oh yeah, okay. But which is, I mean, it's been technically, a long time it, it's, since I've seen that movie. I think it's in that realm, right? Of things. Basis of that movie, I remember, nerds, hot chick. <laughs> totally. Nerds, nerds created hot chick. Okay, so back on California dolls, um, they do offer meals. And she mailed dolls. And both of those, you're looking at about $1,800. Um, I was showing Johnny some of the male dolls. And they look, you guys, these, they look realistic. Like, they are, you know, they're it, you know? Yeah. They're to- cool. Yeah, they're, they, they, I'm like, I was so fascinated with all this because it was so fucking cool. There's a lot of detail to them. Yeah. But one thing that's a little concerning and, um, you know... It, it's, it may be a little problematic, but I think we should still touch on it, is that some of these looked, some of these dolls were designed to look pretty young. We're not there yet, but yeah, yep, oh. yep. So on um, another website I found, um, fandolls.com, they did have some childlike pubescent dolls. And that was very uh, uncomfortable for me. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked a little bit uh, earlier about, you know, hard limits. And as far as it comes to childlike anything in the kink industry, uh, that's a hard limit for us. It's something that I didn't spend much time on FunDolls.com because as soon as I saw the childlike dolls popping up, I was like, nope, can't do it. Yeah, it, it's, uh, it's a pretty uncomfortable subject. And, um, we are not, uh, prepared to really talk about something that's so controversial quite yet. Um, there's, there's subjects that we, we're just not ready to touch on. We're trying to keep this kind of lighthearted mm-hmm. and vanilla. We're not really quite ready to di- dig into these, uh, really problematic right. paraphilias. Right. Well, and w- what you guys need to know is it's a thing. There's a lot of uh, pedophilia things out there. That's mm-hmm. that's the thing. Um, no matter if you're if you're digging deep into any kink, you're gonna find a connection somewhere to this. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's the way it is. Um, and we're just it's not gonna it's probably not gonna happen on this show. I it's a it's a hard limit. So. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so about that. Anyways, not about that. Let's let's move on here. Um, the other website I found was FunDolls.com. This is another really popular website. Um, the female dolls we're looking at between anywhere from three thousand to five hundred dollars. So this is a on the on the cheaper end of of scale. And I couldn't tell you guys if what you pay for, you know, you get what you pay for because I haven't bought a doll yet. <laughs> so, the male dolls, you're looking at 2,000 to 1,000, and transgender, you're looking at 2,000 to 1,000. So, everything's kind of, like, in the same limit there. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is a site where I saw, I found the child, like, pubescent dolls, so, um, you know, it's a thing, yada yada, but it's not our thing. So, <laughs> at <Yeah>. all. <laughs> so, um, that's another one. Um, so while I'm researching this, I'm like, questions that are popping into my head. Lube. Lube. Yeah. So as I said earlier, you can get, um, 
self-lubing dolls. Yep, self-lubrication. Yeah. Got to be a nice little feature. Um, but I didn't really look into it. Um, so the types of lubes that popped up for your for doll for your dolls, we're looking at water-based. Um, it's less reactive and easy to clean. Um, anybody that's used a water-based lube, um, to each their own, but it definitely is my least favorite. I think you have to use a lot more of it than initially intended. Um, and then we have oil-based. Um, it's uh, smoother and finer than water-based. Um, one application is usually enough. It can be messy and stain your bedding, so be careful. And it also can have trouble washing off. Yep, if you're going to use that, don't forget to bust out the tarp. That's right. Um, and it can you can have troubles washing it off of your dolls, too. So keep, keep that in mind. Um, we've got silicone-based lube. Um, it's not for sensitive skin, even though it's hyperallergenic, you really need to be careful with this. If you have sensitive skin, I suggest a water-based lube. That's the best way you can go about it. Um, and this isn't just for, uh, sex dolls. This is just kind of lube Yeah, now we're kind of like, yeah, um, now we're just kind of like, but you can use them for your sex dolls. Oh, too. yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, all these are sex dolls. You probably want some kind of lube with those. Yeah, yeah. So, um... The, let's see, um, a lot of sites say, um, don't use silicone lube with sex toys because it shortens their lifespan, but I also saw quite a few sites that said that's a fucking joke and not a joke, but a myth or whatever. Mm -hmm. But here's what I can tell you guys with your sex dolls or in general, find a lube that you like and fucking use it. Yeah. You don't have to go by what society says is the best lube, blah, 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 blah. What works for you, works for you. Um, but as far as sex dolls go, I suggest a water-based lube. But I have a, I need one. So, a sex doll. So I can try that out. Okay. <laughs> um, another thing that popped into my head was cleanup. Um, so, siliconewives.com popped up quite a bit in my searches. Um, and we'll go about them again in a little bit here. But... Uh, what they suggested was vaginal irrigators or enemas for cleaning out the vagina and all that jazz. Good old summer's eve. N yeah. Um, <clears throat> I don't douches. suggest, I don't expect, I don't suggest douches for, um, actual females. You guys, it's going to cause infection. Um. <laughs> Just got to get your pH levels right. We're going to have to go on, like, we're going to have to do a separate podcast on, like, hygiene especially for like women and stuff um so with the the vaginal irrigator you're looking at just using soap and water guys it's not it's not hard it's not hard um a loofah on a stick after the irrigator easy peasy it's a loofah on a stick you get up there and you, you clean it out this goes for anus vagina and oral the mouth um another option was handheld shower head that you can, something that didn't pop into my mind was uh, showering with your doll. Yeah. Didn't even cross my mind until I was reading this and then I was like, oh, shit, no duh. You know, like, just throw them in the shower with you. Yeah, but I mean, you gotta, I mean, they're robots, they might die. Well, if you have a sex doll that's not electronic, right? it's going to be fine in the shower. And if it's a blow-up doll, it might save you as a lifesaver. In a, in a bathtub? Or in the shower. Or, uh, you know, on a boat. Yeah. Life preserver. Yeah. 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 I, always, I always try to have one on my boat. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you guys, if you don't have a lot of money, you just drop fucking 5K into a doll. You need what a uh, cheap option for cleaning a squirt water bottle, like one of those Gatorade water bottles that the athletes use. It's a little mm-hmm. pop up squirty thing. Yeah. So, um, there was a couple things like uh, differences between dolls. We got TPE dolls. They're less expensive. Um, but cleanup, they take longer to dry, so you have to be more careful with them. Uh, silicone dolls, they cost more, but they dry faster and easier to maintain. A lot of these dolls have removable surfaces uh, and orifices, making it easier to clean up. Well, that's pretty neat. You can hang some tits and a vag out to dry. Yeah. Yeah. Out on the clothesline. I don't line. necessarily know the tits, but the vag for sure. Um, lots of options. You can have furry sex dolls. Um, basically, if you can think it, you can find it. So, do your research, you know, make sure you're getting what you want. There's a lot of community forums. The top three I found, um, I did look up quite a few. I wanted somewhere where you could go and um, feel comfortable asking questions or talking to other people about your dolls, you know, and stuff like that. So we had SiliconeWives.com, um, DollForum.com, and iSexDollHouse.com. Very cool. Good stuff. Yeah. So that pretty much covers the subject of agamotophilia. Um, now we're going to kind of move on to... The closing pieces of the podcast, and I think we're going to go on to an uh, anonymous question. Yeah, yeah. So the anonymous question was, um, I wanted to try anal, but last time it hurt so bad. Any suggestions on toys to try first? Yeah, I mean, smaller toys. Yep. It's a good place to start. Yep, uh, small butt plugs, uh, something with a little give, like silicone is a good place to start. Uh, not so much uh, glass or stuff, obviously, because it doesn't have doesn't have give. Right. So. And I think there's also, a, you know, as far as anal goes, there, there's there's certain techniques. Yeah. You, I mean, lots of lube. Mm-hmm. Take your time. Patience yes. is key. Yep. And communication, too. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to tell your, you know, your partner, you know, what to do and when to stop. Yep. You, de- you definitely, you work up to the larger toys. Right. And you had to be com- uh, comfortable, you know, asking, you know, when to stop and stuff. I suggest you talking it out before you start. Get a game plan together. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So, um, a couple shout outs here. We got a shout out to Gonzo because our next episode we'll actually have microphones and fucking podcast equipment. Yep. It's really so. going to up the uh, quality production For sure. of this. So, that, that's really great. Yeah. Thanks, Gonzo. Love you, man. Yeah. Love you, too. And um, Steve, because Steve had a correction from last a uh, couple episodes ago. Yeah, uh, we were we were doing the fun facts and world records, and there was a lady who had like 1.7 something liters of semen pumped out of her stomach, and we kind of went on a little tangent talking about like, well, how does that even happen? And Steve let us know that it was a bukkake scene. Yep. So that's cool. Yeah. So. Guys, <clears throat> we're at the end here. Please, please, please let us know if we've got corrections, if if you want to, you know, say something or whatever. We'll address it next episode. Um, anything, please, yeah. just let us know because we're dumbing it down. This is 
this whole subject is entirely new to us. I mean, we knew about, you know, sex dolls, but we've never had one, you know, we haven't really been in the community. And I think that like the TV shows that do it, make it so taboo and yeah, taboo. And I think, you know, they, they do their thing. It's fucking TV, you know, a lot of editing and yada, yada, yada. So we don't really get the raw version of what's going on. Right. So, you know, it's been fun. Uh, keep those questions coming and, Mm -hmm. uh, we'll, Honestly, any kind of feedback we'd be happy to have. Yep, and you can find us on Facebook at Itty Britty Sex Talks. We've got some good moderators there. It's a safe place to be. And um, we've got some cool stuff coming up. Absolutely. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. Oh, God. Oh, shit.